Hello, and welcome to a Faculty Spotlight series on educational technology and pedagogy at the Yale University Porvoo Center for Teaching and Learning. Let's get started. Common practice for successful course organization includes clear, concise, and consistent transparency and communication. In his sometimes 500 plus student populated course, Professor Cormac Odea takes pride in ensuring his students are receiving these aforementioned practices. Throughout this conversation, you will discover ways his introduction to microeconomics course acknowledges and encourages interactivity through communication. We were able to look back on previous year's student feedback and the Canvas surveys, and your name came up quite a bit in one of the surveys. Okay. And one of the biggest things was course organization. The students really liked your use of like your syllabus and the way that you have everything organized. So the first question that I have is, how do you think your use of organization helps the means of communication with your students? I don't see myself as a particularly innovative user of Canvas at all. In fact, like, I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe my name keeps coming up because I just teach a large class. So, but, so I mainly use it for two things. I use it for providing class materials, both in advance of and after the lecture and communicating with the class. So before the lecture, I put up a limited version of the slides. I don't like to provide the entire slides beforehand because I think it's very important that the students take notes, learn to take notes, write, uh, make their own notes. But sometimes I have some of my slides that are, I don't know, a little bit especially wordy or especially dense. And in those slides, I sort of feel like even if I tell students, don't write, every, don't try and write everything down, there's a temptation to. So I basically put up some slides beforehand and then I put up a more complete version afterwards. And then the other thing I mainly use Canvas for is just the announcements feature, which is very, very useful as an email list. I'm quite careful in how I use it because everyone's attention is limited and I realize if I send too many announcements they'll stop paying attention so I sort of feel like there's often attention I want to make an announcement but I don't want to over make announcements so I try to collect a few things and make no more than two announcements a week ideally um so that that's essentially what I use canvas for communicating okay. with the class which I try to do in a yeah uh, regular but not too frequent manner and then organizing class materials. I'd also say, sorry, I don't know if this is going off the topic, but I now use Gradescope, which is integrated with Canvas for uh, students submitting their uh, weekly homework. This year for the first time, inspired by some of my colleagues, uh, we are, are also using it for exam grading. So we take the exams, we scan them and we grade them in grade scope so the students can see the grading rubric in grade scope so you know, we're not just using it to receive the homeworks we're also using it to uh when they get their work back they see they see basically what they got right what they got wrong and how the grading took those that into account oh awesome so i can see how that kind of opens a lines of communication itself was that your use of announcements 
answers to questions before they even got, before they even knew that they had the question. Your use of grade scope and giving them that flexibility of seeing their rubric rather than waiting, seeing a grade or waiting until later or trying to find time to come to office hours to sit with you and have that communication. They can get an answer with the rubric. And then if they have anything else that they need to ask, they can, you know, communicate with you. So with that organization, um, you kind of spoke about it a little bit at the beginning with your slides and providing your slides ahead of time. How do you think that organization helps self facilitation for students in your course? Something that I do cautiously, but I, I, I upload the slides so the students have a framework for their own notes. And I try to communicate them that the slides I upload in advance are not replacement for their own notes. It's a very important part of the class, I think, especially for uh, first year students who are new to learning in a big lecture setting, not to see uploaded course material as a substitute for their own, both taking notes during class and then reflecting on their notes after class. So I suppose I'm trying to balance the objective of giving what I hope is a useful framework for their notes without providing so much that it makes them less likely to fully engage in class. I'm not 100% sure I'm getting that right. That's the balance I'm trying to achieve. In addition to that, uh, there's a follow-up question of how that promotes student voice and like with you letting them have access to, I guess, a prequel of the material before they come to lecture, before, you know, after lecture when they get the full slides and they're writing their own notes. Have you seen a promotion in them advocating for themselves or them um, requesting additional information being put in the slides or maybe even communicating with each other on what's happening in the course? And maybe, I, I, I mean, students do often request the slides and I, 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 in advance, and I, I, I do explain this trade-off that, I, I, that it's, it's like taking notes is part of the way students, any of us, I mean, it's the same with me when I'm sitting in a, a research seminar. I mean, taking notes is a way of trying to process what you're being told. At least the students who I've spoken to about it seem to, I mean, certainly understand that trade-off. With that being said, because you do have this trade-off and they are able to see that shorthand amount of information with the slides and with the announcements and the rubrics also on Gradescope, mm -hmm. do you see an enhancement of in-classroom in engagement? I suppose I have generally been delighted with the extent of in-classroom engagement. I think the students have, all, have often been uh, extremely eager to engage, I think, one way or another. And means of that communication and them having the voice, what are some tactics that you may use to create a space to encourage them to participate? Are there specific types of questions or yeah. anecdotes or things that you use in your course? Yeah. So one thing I do about halfway through the class is I put up a poll everywhere. Um, and I ask students to select one of the following three options, which are most relevant to them. One option is I participate in class. One option is I don't participate in class and I'm comfortable not participating in class. And one option is I don't participate in class 
but I, I would like to participate more. And that though that third group is a group that for the second half of the class, I really encourage to try to take the chance to say something out loud in a very large auditorium. Okay, so I basically emphasize, and I, I tell them that like I didn't ever ask a question in a big auditorium in college, and I regret it because I think it like it's it, it's good to do it at least once. So essentially, I try to. I know I know there are students who are want to, but it's a it's a difficult thing to basically raise your hand when there are so many people listening and watching. So I suppose I use a poll everywhere to highlight the fact that there are probably hundreds more like them and to and then especially towards the second half of the class i often whenever i pose a question and a couple of hands go up i say and please keep your hand up if you've never spoken so far over the whole semester so hopefully that brings out a couple more students to talk who might otherwise not have not have done so that's less about canvas and more about i suppose in the sort of in classroom engagement yeah which is still good because part of the educational technology team and though we help canvas we also help the external apps and so poll everywhere okay. is one of the apps that we support don't necessarily care about the tool you're using it's the meaningfulness yep. of the tool so even okay. if you just used announcements but students were like this is it like this is the way that announcements should be used there's something that's happening there that not only students find engaging and you know supportive of their growth but it also shows that they cared enough to answer the survey to say mm -hmm. that this person stands out and i wish that more instructors would do this as well which kind of brings us back to the loop of why we're here so that we okay. can promote this use and i guess that brings us to our our last question which is um what do you find challenging during your experience with integrating technology in your course? Good question. I don't know. I mean, I suppose every tool takes a little bit of time to learn. I don't consider myself a particularly intense user. I mean, I use technology. I use Poll Everywhere. I use Canvas and I use Slides. But in each of those, I have found them relatively easy to use. And whenever I had questions about them, I typically have reached out to someone, perhaps in your team. Uh, so. I suppose the challenge is deciding how much to use it and when to use it, but that's part of just lecture planning more generally. Something students often tell me is a one hour, 15 minute lecture, by the end, if they haven't had any sort of break, attention span is waning. So one way I've used either Poll Everywhere or sometimes it's a YouTube video, a, a YouTube video. I've had YouTube videos where they sort of describe a piece of economic research or there's a piece of data visualization. Um, I've shown that a bit after halfway in the class or done a poll to try to allow everyone to participate, even those who aren't raising their hands. So that's that, that's one thing it's been useful, something that maybe is a bit more is it is a is a challenge every year is deciding how much to, of that to do and when to do it. And I'm, yeah, sometimes I probably get it right and sometimes I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's the way of teaching, right? Like. It's not always perfect, but as long as you can reflect and, you know, move forward. Thank you so much. Okay, great to chat. If you'd enjoyed this conversation, 
and would like to learn more about our Faculty Spotlight series, please check out our website for more information at campus.yale.edu. Thank you.